Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Warden. My guest today is Sarah Norell, who is the director of assortment purchasing at the Swedish Monopoly. Do you have like a business card that's the size of a football pitch? With a no, like I that? do you think it's so long? <laughs> you don't have, like, have a crane <laughs> to carry it around with you. They have problems no, on like aeroplanes. My, my role is to make sure that all the people in my organization think it's fun to work at Systembolaget. So. See, we don't often think about that at Monopolies. Uh, no, some dreary sort of no, communist-style no, 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 purchase, no, 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 you know, no, grey no. people, dark it's buildings. It's passionate people. They, they really like what they're are doing and uh, it's also about the enjoyment of wine but Systemlogit is also about taking care of, of the backside of it okay. so don't drink too much and we don't we're not driven by selling we are only driven by by doing good service and a great assortment so we'll get on to that in terms of um, your sustainability and organic initiatives so just give us a bit about your personal background were you born into wine no not really I'm a farmer's daughter and uh, uh, my mother was a teacher but I very early on started to work in the whole from restaurant business so that's where I did my first career so when you say early on how old were you I think the first time I was like 16 or something and high heels and you know so high heels so you high heels on a farm that must have been a bit no no in the restaurant no, I know. <laughs> Did you, what did you have? Was it arable land or did you have cows and things like yeah, that? Yeah, it was both. So it's it was very a small farm, but very, very nice to coming back to today and have. You a, look a like start. a country woman, I have to say. You've I got, do. You do. You do, you do. You do. That's not, I hope that's I not did. an objective comment. No, I'll no. get crucified. But you do. You look like you're country, kind of country good. oriented. Yes. Okay, so your farmer's your daughter, obviously good in school, a bright cookie, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, a little shrug of the shoulders. Well, but, but yeah, I had with, too much on my plate, so I, I, but I did a lot of things outside school as well. Go on. No, but I was. Uh, I Just thought my. <laughs> no, what I thought first was that I was going to be a, a, a musician. So I what played. What kind of music? I was all kinds of wood, but a lot of classics because I played the flute and I, well, played some piano and guitar. But in the end, I ended up in the wine business. Were you self-taught? Then? No, no, that was more more. Were you a good? Were you a good pupil? Were your parents I think I did very well, actually, did you, um, <laughs> until I was like in my teens. Did you, and then why? You went off the rails a bit, did you? No, then I, I wanted to do something else. Okay. So I, I, yeah, I went into the hotel and restaurant business, and the wine really, uh, really caught me. So I, I became a sommelier. What was the attraction, though, of wine? I think it's so diverse, and it's not only what it tastes, it's the whole culture, it's the people, and it's uh, being able to, to fly around the world and to its enjoyment yes and it's also tough obviously you've got a very, you've got a huge responsibility on your shoulders so just tell us why is there a monopoly in your country it's of political reasons alcohol political reasons uh, it's um, about not drinking too much and and obviously the system like takes care of having a fantastic assortment but also limited opening hours and for example when you go into our stores you pick out the wines you would like to have or the beers or the, or the spirits and when you came to cashier there's a little trolley saying have you changed your mind 
please, if you have changed your mind, you can put the bottles or the packages you don't want any longer and proceed to cashier. Probably that's no other retailer in the world would do that. But why would, they, why, why would they do that? Just in, no, but that it's because we don't think people should drink too much. Yeah, and you, you're not trying to hard sell either. No, we have no buy three, pay for two or anything. Do you, never get a job, you never get a job in a British supermarket? No, I don't think that. You might be cleaning, cleaning the bins, might, maybe. but I would really have <laughs> you to, lost to two change days. my... <laughs> okay, so how we do it. Obviously, I'm a big fan of organics, as you probably know. You have set targets, or you did set targets, very ah, ambitious really, ones, yes. and within about four and a half minutes, yes, you we, hit your target. We, Can we you give us some background on that? Then? Yeah, we, but I think it's about sustainable target and our owners want to do good. We want to be part of moving the trade forward. And obviously, if you're a big player, you have a big responsibility. So we said that 10%, 2020, 10% of everything volume-wise we are selling are to be organic. And, we, and that target was introduced when? That was in... Uh, that's about eight years ago. And it, you, you fulfilled that target in about four and a half minutes, didn't you? No, not really, but uh, already like two years ago. So but how did you feel about that? Did you feel that you'd underappreciated organics or the consumer demand for it, I, I think what was the success for that is that we said, no, we want to be a driver behind good organic wines. And at that time, there were good organic wines, but not only, and they were not certified. So if it's not certified, it's hard for us to put organic on the shelf. So I think we, we drove it a little bit before the consumer, but when the consumer were ready, there were organic products on our shelves. So if you take wine now, we are doing 22%. Really, of all sales? Wines, of all wines sold at Sustainable Logic. So on the list, so 20, 22, one fifth no, of all wines? No, volume-wise. Right. So every fifth, more than every fifth bottle is an organic bottle. And how does how does that translate in terms of value or profit? Are it's, they more profitable? Bit, we, we don't think about profit in that way, but they are a little bit more premium than uh, the average other categories. And what about the demographics of people that buy those kind of wines? Is it mainly females? Is it men? Is it just anybody or just people pick up the label? Oh, it I looks think like a it's, nice label it's anyone, but it's more the younger generation who thinks it's more important. It's ladies, less men, <laughs> thinking it's important. But you have to do a bit of nudging. So if you talk about men drinking beer, we introduced, together with our suppliers, we introduced quite some few organic beers that from the beginning that it was like, oh, it's organic, it's bad. Yeah. But now it's it's there and it's their old brand they bought before and now it's suddenly organic, so they buy it anyway. I think it's great that you're supporting that and also the idea of certification. For me, that's such a big thing. People say, oh, why do you need to be certified? And you do. Um, it's having a third party come and look over what you're doing and take yeah. tests and all the rest. I, I really, really believe in it. And it's not perfect, but it's the best system that it's we have. System. And if you talk about natural wine also being a big trend especially among among um, sommeliers etc and I think that's a good idea with the, with the natural wines so natural that it can be but it's also very difficult because what is a natural wine? Yeah that's one of the issues it's not mm. a lot of them are not necessarily certified. No they are none of them they could be organic of yeah, course. Although some kind of are natural and they are certified. Yeah, but, but you can't certify wine natural. Yeah exactly no but they so they have got organic grapes basically mm, yeah. but no it is a bit of a minefield. Yeah um, and I think they are trying to take steps to have some kind of third party or some of the organisations like in Italy, mm. for example, are actually trying to tighten that up because it is a bit of a wild west. Yeah. And we're also trying to find ways of promoting other parts of sustainability because organic maybe is not the best 
because they are. Well, in terms of energy, energy use and packaging, and yeah, and how many times do you what and what do you spray with, etc. So it's um, if you spray with too much copper, like they have had to do this year. Yeah, it's difficult, uh, it's yeah, yeah. difficult as yeah. well. So we we try to see can, and we discussed that with the monopoly in Toronto LCBO. If we can do something together, we'll see. I know the LCBO in Canada. You just mentioned they actually analyze every wine that comes they in. Do. do you do that as well? Yes, we do, but we don't analyze as much as they do. They are pretty because, hardcore. Yeah, aren't they? they are hardcore, and they analyze. I think we do. We have our own laboratory as well, and we do very much the same analysis. But what they do, and we don't for all the wines, is analyzing pesticides for the organics, and we only do that spot checking. Yeah, I mean, what happens? Um, just quite an interesting um, segue. But Canada, for example, can find a pesticide in, in a vineyard that has been organic for 20 years, mm-hmm. and that spray was sp- is no longer manufactured. Mm-hmm. Uh, was banned, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, and still those residues pop up. So obviously the, the producer hasn't been spraying them, no. but it just shows how persistent these residues yeah, are, and it also shows how difficult it is mm-hmm. really to know, to mm-hmm. when you say pesticide-free, or it, no. it's very hard to make no, those kind of Because you have a neighbor or, or whatever. Yeah. But what we've seen, when we started to do those uh, pesticides analysis, there were much more residuals in both conventional and the organic wines, even though very, very low on the organic wines. But now it's 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 better, so it's moving in the right direction. Okay. Mm. So what about what is the future for the monopoly? Do you think where where are the trends going? Not for your you look at your job, you know. No, 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 no. But that's interesting because if we want to stay relevant for the consumers, and that's obviously very important if we want to, we need to be liked to to stay in market, so to say. And uh, ten years ago, we had an opinion index what we are following, saying that 66% of the Swedes want to go to sustainable life instead of going to a grocery store shopping there. Right, so you actually want to support the monopoly? So today it's 77%, so it's increased by 10. But isn't that, isn't, that's quite odd, the idea that you'd support a government organisation, because that's yeah, really what stranger, you want. but you, we really need to be good. Yeah. So that, If that, we weren't good, we wouldn't be supported. Is that to do with your sort of social democratic kind of leanings? I mean, it's generally, obviously, maybe, yeah. not, maybe not in the last few years, but it's kind of a middle... I think that a lot of people, they they uh, think it's just of solidarity you do it, because it's if I don't drink too much, there are others drinking too much, harming their kids when they come home and have too much for dinner. Do you think the sort of national psyche is influenced by the fact that you are in an environmentally kind of slightly extreme area, and that you're very sensitive to changes in the environment, and maybe what's coming in terms of global warming? And I'm proud of being part of that psyche, <laughs> but I'm actually because we need to move. Yeah. The climate is a big issue, and probably the most important issue we have to take to deal with. Yep. So you can do it yourself in your home, but you can also be part of a sustainable target that wants to what, make a difference. What is Sweden like in terms of equality, in terms of employment for women, men, you know, minorities? I don't know. Is, is there, they don't have like quotas. Is, is it seems pretty relaxed, or is that not the case? Uh, no, well, what do you mean by relaxed? I, I think we, uh, taking sustainable target, we are more or less 50-50. Okay. From, from the board of directors down to the stores and the managers and everything. Are you going to be on the board of directors one day? No, I don't know. I don't Would you like so. to be? Yeah, well, it's 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 what I, I'm driven by doing something from a, of a purpose. So, of course, if Sustainable Logit is still there, I could... I would be happy, like I'm today, being able to be part of, of 
changing something. Now, I'm sure in your family, you know, if you have family and you do, you know, when you go shopping, obviously it's not just you that does it. I'm sure your husband does 50% of the shopping and you do 50% of the shopping. But what are you like when you go into like a non-system uh, bottling store and you have to buy something like, I don't know, a tin of beans or a shirt? Or do you, do you, do you come in with your professional hat on or with your personal hat on? You have your budget. I tend to be privileged and being able to buy when I go into a grocery store what I like and I do organic in every category I can. Really? Mm, I do. Okay, so big fan. Mm. Sarah and Arel, thanks very much for coming in today. Thank you. Um, it's been really fascinating getting a little window into the dusty corridors of the... <laughs> they are not dusty. <laughs> okay, they're incredibly <laughs> clean. Oh Please come to well polished show you. corridors <laughs> of the Swedish Please. alcohol monopoly. <laughs> so we've shot, we haven't even need to shine a light it's so internally bright we don't need to do that thanks very much for coming it's been, Thank you it's been for a cracking conversation Thank thanks you so much this podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey discovering the true essence of high quality wine from Europe find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu enjoy it's from Europe follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram 